Good morning again, Bridge of Hope, and uh, looking forward to sharing again the Word of God with you. Uh, as we'll be turning again to Matthew chapter 5, we'll be looking at verses 14 to 16. Uh, before we get to the scripture, I'd just like to um, update you on a few things. We do need uh, your prayer. Uh, we have several families this week who uh, have come down with COVID. Uh, and we've seen uh, from the youngest of children all the way to the oldest of seniors and everyone in between. And so pray for the church as the community is struggling with COVID. We are seemingly at our worst period as a congregation dealing with this COVID virus. And so pray for those who've been in the hospital, who are in the hospital, and uh, also pray for the Winchester family uh, and Sister Winchester has been very sick um, and uh, they need uh, divine uh, intervention. We also are recognizing that our college students and others have uh, returned back uh, from out of town and want to, of course, encourage those who are in our in-person service. We've set aside three tables uh, one table is for uh, a family, a specific family, the Cornelius family. We asked if you could uh, drop off uh, groceries. We'd like to take care of this family in, who is in bereavement, uh, lost a father, a father of seven. Uh, and we would just like to help support them. They are not members of our church. They, uh, they do not attend our church, but they are in our community and we'd like to uh, minister to them. And uh, we also um, would like to um, bless our college students. Uh, we try to have weekly, uh, some kind of hot packaged meal for our college students. Uh, eating on campus can become monotonous pretty quick. And so we do our best. Uh, we'd like to provide them some kind of home cooked meal. So if you can keep that in mind, also on Wednesday the 29th uh, at 7 p.m. we will have a special call conference for our church and we'd like um, you to be a part of that. Uh, please, that's Wednesday the 29th uh, at 7 p.m. The Zoom link will go out in our newsletter. Well, let's turn our scriptures, let's turn to our scripture in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we'll be reading verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word. I'd like to speak today in the second part of this message, Jesus's indispensable influences. Jesus's indispensable influences. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you today for your people, the sheep of your pasture, uh, the flock that you have 
purchased with your blood. We pray, Father, that you would minister to them. We pray that you would edify them. I pray, God, you would anoint me that I might speak your truth and your with grace and love, and we might build them up in this faith that they might live as your influencers in this world to the glory of the Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So last week we began this two-part series, Jesus' Indispensable Influencers. Uh, we looked at Matthew 13, uh, where Jesus compares his citizens to salt perhaps the most indispensable condiment in human history. Today, we examine Jesus' second metaphor in the Sermon on the Mount, in which he compares his people to light. Similarly, Jesus, um, in his salt declaration, similar to his salt declaration, Jesus calls his people to be a people like no one else on the earth. No one else in the world. His kingdom and his citizens are made for a world without Christ, without hope, and without God. He says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. This is not a Bible Belt declaration. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to his citizens and he's letting them know you are in a world that is falling apart, a world that is decaying, a world that is dark. And you need to know you are made for this world that we are sending you into. You are different from the world, but you are made for the world for you are the light of the world. When Jesus says you are the light, it says a lot about the world and us. In this metaphor, Jesus is saying you are not the problem. You are not part of the problem. In fact, you are the answer, you are part of God's answer to the prayers and the cries of the world. When he says you are the light of the world, you need to see how profound this is. This is clear. Jesus is saying there is a problem in our world, but you are not the problem. You are not part of the problem. You are part of the solution. God's people must know you are indispensably different from the world and he is sending you into a world that you might be a part of the solution of the kingdom. How could this be? What does light mean that would that we could see ourselves as being a part of God's plan, God's solution for a fallen world? Well, keep in mind when he says you are the light of the world, saying we have to understand this about light. Light enables us to see what we can't see because of darkness. So when he says you are the light of the world, he's saying light enables us to see the truth because the world is blinded by evil and falsehood. You are the light of the world. Light exposes darkness and evil. See, the world is tricked by wickedness. 
by the wicked one, the evil one. And so when he says, you are the light of the world, you are the one that is exposing what exists in darkness. <laughs> Have you ever gone to somebody's house and turned on the light and you see, wow, that's what this place is like. Light exposes what's in darkness and light makes things live healthy. You are the light of the world. If things are abiding in darkness, they are not healthy. But when the light comes, did you know that the, the world is limited by sickness and a degenerating culture? It's unhealthy, but light comes and light brings health. People die in darkness because of the lack of exposure to light. Did you know when we are exposed to the sunlight, the skin absorbs vitamin D. It's called the sunshine vitamin. It's a critical nutrient that prevents bone loss and reduces risk of heart disease and weight gain and various cancers. That's naturally in the light. So it is in the spirit for us to be the light. When light shines, we make a, a, a sick and unhealthy world healthy by the light of Christ and his gospel. As the light in the world, you are indispensably distinct from the world. And that's why we've got to make sure that the world may be darkness, the world may be evil, the world may be sick, but we must be whole. We are all coming out of a fractured, dysfunctional context. But when light shines into darkness, we are transformed. We, be, we mourn over sin. We seek righteousness. We grow in mercy and compassion and peace. And the grace, we humble ourselves. God transforms us. And so God tells us that when light comes to us, we must no longer walk in darkness. In 1 John 1, verses 5 through 7, he says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son cleanses us from all sin. Church, we are different from the world. We are the light of the world. And we must therefore no longer walk in darkness. We must be light in a world of darkness. We've already seen that Jesus calls his citizens the light of the world in verse, four, in verse 14. But he also called himself the light of the world. In John chapter 8, verse 12, he says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So tell me this, how could we the disciples of Jesus Christ, the, the citizens of his kingdom, be called the light of the world. And Jesus referred to himself also as the light of the world. Well, when Jesus calls us the light, he means it in a similar way to which he referred to John the Baptist. In John chapter 5, verse 35, he says of John the Baptist, he was a burning and shining lamp. Even in Matthew chapter five, verse 15, he says, you don't light a lamp and put 
uh, you don't light a lamp and 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 put it down. You you don't put a lamp under a basket. No. It is important that we understand. When God calls us to light. It is it is like saying we are a lamp. That is lit. That shines. So. We, we are not the, the source of light, but we are the lamp that the light shines through. Look with me in Genesis and in Revelations. In Genesis chapter one, verse three, and I think this is very important. Look at this in Genesis one, verse three. God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from darkness and he called the, the light day and the darkness night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Notice he said, let there be light before there was a source of light because the source of light was God himself. God is the one who brings the light. Look in with me in Revelations chapter 21 verse 23 very similar in 21 verse 23 he says and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of the Lord gives its light and its lamp is the lamp and so here Christ is saying I am the light God is the light and there's no need for the sun in New Jerusalem in the eternity because I shine. And so we must understand that in this world where he calls us the light of the world, we are a lamp and he is the light in the lamp. And like the lamp that's lit, we shine in darkness. And I want you to see this is a powerful analogy because God is the source of light. God is saying you are lighted lamps and I'm the one lighting your lamps. Wow, I want you to see this for a second. God is in your lamp and God is lighting you up. God is shining through you. No one on earth has God as their renewable energy source. Do you hear me? The indispensable influencers have a renewable source of energy and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is saying, you are a lamp that is going to be held high and I am the light shining in it and I will shine through your lamp. I am the one who's keeping you going. I am the one causing you to shine. I am the one who is causing the darkness to flee, but I am shining through you. I am in you, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And this is very important that we understand that God is dwelling in us, causing us to shine. 
So when you feel like, oh, I feel weak, I don't know if I can handle it. Don't worry, God is a renewable source. He will constantly replenish you. Remember Jeremiah, Jeremiah says, I got tired, I felt weary, I got worn down, I felt like I was gonna give up, but when I thought I'm not gonna say anything else, he said I was gonna hold my mouth, but it was like fire shut up in my bones because God's word wouldn't let me go, wouldn't let me stop, wouldn't let me be quiet. Christ is in us, shining through us. Christ is in us by the Holy Spirit, keeping us going. So don't worry about going out. Just humble yourself under the Lord's hand. Be meek before the Lord. Turn and mourn over your sin. Seek and pursue righteousness. Be a peacemaker and not a killer and allow the Holy Spirit to cause the light of Christ to shine through our lives. We are the lamp that is lit by God, that shines. That's what he means when he says, you are the light of the world. So Matthew 14 and 15 says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. Since God's light is in us, we must shine. <laughs> Do you hear us? If God has light lit our lamps, we have no other option then to shine, the indispensable influencers shine in this world because light exists to shine. And so we see in the text that the light is not meant to be covered up. Do not allow your light to become darkness. How did that happen? If you take a light, but you cover it over with a blanket or cover it over with a basket or put it under. And so nothing can be seen because you have covered it up. No, light is meant for others to see. Others need your light, people of God. How will they see there is a way to God unless our light is shining? How will they know there is a God? Your distinction is meant to catch the attention. Listen, this is why they need to know you. This is why they need to see you. This is why you can't just live virtually. You must live tangibly in this world. You must interact with people. You must deal with your neighbors. You must touch your family. You must interact with your coworkers because light is meant to shine. You are not meant to be covered up and to be hidden and to be turned off. Listen, eventually on Zoom, you got to turn on the camera because people need to see the face of Christ in you. When there is light, you see it from afar. It should not be obscured. You're not meant to be hidden. You're not meant to be covered. You're meant to stand out. As disciples of Jesus, we are not meant to conceal the truth and knowledge of God. We're meant to shine it. Now, this is interesting because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 and 4, he talks about those who want to be seen. 
Matthew 6 and 1, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for, for, by them, for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. Verse 4, so, uh, but when, verse 3, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Here he's saying, listen, when your light is shining, you're not doing what you are doing to impress people. You're not doing what you're doing because you want people to talk about you or for your reputation to increase. That's the right, the self-righteousness he's referring to in chapter six. But in chapter five, when he says you are the light of the world, he is saying, I just want you to live as God's righteous people in this world. God has called us to humility, so walk in humility. God has called us to compassion, for, so walk in compassion and stand out in that way. Listen, merciful people stand out because in a world of ruthlessness, you can't help it. So be light. Be light bridge. Stop whispering when you pray over your food. Don't be ashamed of praying in public. No, don't tell everybody, I'm about to pray right now. Everybody listen. No, you don't go do that. But at the same time, when you've got your meal, you say, Lord, I want to thank you for your provision. I want to thank you for even these who are with me I'm eating with. I thank God for each one. Let them know. Pray in their midst. But don't pray to get their attention. Pray because this is what you do. We are praying people. Stop acting like cursing doesn't bother you. Stop laughing at jokes that you are offended by. Stop acting sheepish when you really need to be bold. Listen, let your light shine. We used to sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to bring attention to myself, but I am going to be who Christ has called me to be and let the chips fall where they are because a city that is set on a hill can't be hidden. Christ has lifted us up that the world might see our lives lighted by his grace transformed by his goodness. See, indispensable influencers, they are lighted lamps that point people to God. Jesus calls our lighted lamps good works. Our good works, whatever they are, points others unmistakably back to God. It is not enough to just be here. It's not enough to just think of yourself as saved. This is not about spiritual survival. It's about spiritual influence. So don't just say, well, I'm going to heaven. That's all that matters. Thank God my, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's all that matters. No, Jesus says you are the light of the world. You're not here just to get into the kingdom. You're here also to represent the kingdom. You're here to shine and you'll shine through your good works. And let's be clear, we were created for this. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, you were created to shine. You were created to shine as God's 
lighted lamps. You're not here to just not go to hell. There's more for you. There's more in store for you. There's more part of your destiny in this world. There's more part of your ministry in this life. God wants all to see the light that he has allowed you to shine to them. Light and our good works is about others. Think about it. Light doesn't exist so we can stare at the light. How many of you have looked at the sun and just stared at it? You can't do it for long because you're not meant to stare at the light. You're meant to see what the light shines. And God does not want us to bring attention to ourselves, but through our good works, we ought to shine and others will see how our good works are pointing back to God. If you are doing something good and nobody has any clue that it's from God, if they look at your life and there's no conviction, if they look at your life and they're not thinking about God, if there's no, and listen, when we are pulled and led by the Holy Spirit, your good works are different than the atheist good works. It's different than the nominal good work. It's different from everybody else's good work. It's it, it because it's there to glorify our father. You, your good works, it's your character. Man, I don't see why you didn't curse them out. I couldn't do that to my Lord. He, he saved me. He loved me. I'm not going to grieve him. Man, you, you, you know, you could have stepped on him at that moment. No, he's created in the image of God. I, I, no, I, I want him to be changed. Our good works. It's our character. It's our testimony. It's our service to others. It's the expression of generosity through the things that God has entrusted to us. It is our prayer for others. It's our prayer to God and it's our prayer for others. When you're at work and they know that you're praying for them, your boss knows it, your co-workers know it, your, your friends and even your enemies know it. Listen, those good works remind them, I told you last week about family members. They knew our family was praying and now 30 years later, they're still asking, could you pray for us? Because they see that you know God. Your good works point others to God. Light shines and others know the source. They see your humility. They see your words. They see your life. And it influences others. And it causes others to praise God. Listen, if they see you constantly running back to God, eventually somebody's going to ask you, can I come with you? Can I, can, can I come with you? Can you bring me to God? And I'm not saying even just bring them to church. Can you bring them to God? Can you walk with them to Christ? Because your works are so attractive. They, they have such a pool. They, they want what you got. Hallelujah. Your humility, your righteousness, your peace, your holiness, 
Your mercy causes heaven to be opened and Christ to be seen. If you have good works and no one thinks about God having seen your life, if they see your life and no attention draws them to God, then our works are not the light that Jesus is talking about. But let me tell you, Jesus says, I am in you. I'm shining through you. I am the source of your light. I am the source of your good works. You, you, you just, just be, just respond in the way of Christ. It's going to draw attention, not to you, to the father. And if God is shining in us by the Holy Spirit, then you can rest assured people will be drawn to Christ. I want to ask you a question. If we are the salt of the earth, is the salt in the canister or is the salt in the earth? In other words, are, have you allowed God to scatter you in the world to bring preservation, to bring taste to the world that God has placed you? Or are you still locked up adding nothing? Are you the light of the world? Or are you waiting to be elevated? And listen, God naturally, the minute God saves you, he is lifting you up that people are who have known you. What's different? Why are you talking like that? Why won't you go here? Why, 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 what's your problem? What's changed? Christ has changed. He's changed me. And yeah, you have to get used to it because I am different. Light is different from darkness. But let me tell you, my friend, this world needs light. This world needs light. And anytime you walk into a dark room, what's the first thing we often do? We look for the switch. Because we understand if there's electricity in this house, light's going to come when that switch comes on and the light's going to shine and I'm going to see what I couldn't see before. And if you are in Christ and you're walking in someone's life, I'm telling you, you just follow Christ as we saw in the Beatitudes and let him have his way with you. Shine! The Holy Spirit is going to speak to your heart. The Holy Spirit's going to bring people into your life. The Holy Spirit is going to cause you to pray differently. The Holy Spirit is going to cause you to respond differently and you can't help but yield to him and your light will shine. Bridge, has the Lord been clear on who you are? Has it been settled in your identity? You are salt. You are light. Have you owned it, embraced it, not with pride, but in humility, recognizing God is a plan for my life and I'm going to let him use it no matter what. And I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to put my light under a bushel. God, do with me what you want. It's difficult sometimes. It's, diff it's, it's unusual sometimes, but I trust you, Lord. Shine through me. Can we pray? Because what the world needs is salt and light. And that's what we are. We just got to own it. 
we are salt and we are light. And as we are in the hands of the potter, as we've been saying, he's having his way. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit, we yield to the word of God, we yield to the truth, light shines through us. Father, today, oh, that you would open our eyes, that we would embrace the conviction of the King who calls us salt of the earth and light of the world. Oh, that our sons and daughters, our children would know they are salt. Hallelujah. They are light. Oh, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Oh, Holy Spirit, lead us that we might surrender fully to you, that we might be salt and light in this world, different, but called to the world for your glory, pointing the world to you, keeping the world from falling apart. So much is going on, but Lord, help us point not to ourselves, to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.